0: A young athlete is driving home after a fearsome competition. He's hoping to have a relaxing drive. Instead, he comes face-to-face with an eerie apparition. And then we take a look at a personal conspiracy theory of mine that I've mentioned before on this show, but now other people seem to be agreeing with me. We'll delve into that topic. And finally, what happens when the world of the paranormal turns absurd? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys are slightly less sweaty than I am. I don't know why it's so hot in this closet all of a sudden, but speaking of hot, speaking of being our sexiest Patreon supporter, coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now is our legacy Patreon supporter, Zeech! Give a round of applause to Zeech. Take a little picture with him. Sexy, sexy Patreon supporter. You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. You guys can't join the Patreon. I totally understand. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Zeech, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jet. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed all the way out to Sweden. Zeech is perfectly piloting this Jason Jet all the way out to Sweden. This story was actually recommended to me by the guy it happened to. Longtime supporter of the show, Ampus Allen, is now a world athletic champion. Now, I don't want to tell you what sport it is. I don't, you, I don't want to dox the dude. But he is a world champion at a particular sport. So, I don't know, pool? Skydiving? Is that a sport? Is that actually a sport? Do you get points for skydiving? Swimmer? Who knows? Could, could be all three of the things. He could be playing pool white skydiving into a lake. But I don't want to dox the dude. <laughs> I'm sure his manager is like, what, you listen to that insanity? So Amp is will. He's world champion, though. I wanted to give a tip of the hat for that. Really, really amazing dude. And this story happens on August 21st, 2021. So incredibly recent. He was just leaving behind a finals match for his particular sport. This competition in Sweden. He was headed back home. It's a nice long drive from Fagestra to his home. <laughs> He's like, here's where I live. I'm not going to try to dox this guy. You can just start drawing random lines from Fagestra in Sweden. And maybe you'll find this guy. It's 6 p.m. Doo, 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 doo. He's so happy that he won the competition. Dude, I'm so dope. He's driving. his I'm sure, I'm sure he has a giant ego. He's making love to the trophy in the car. He's driving down the road. And in about an hour outside of Fagestra, there's dense forest. So the rolling countryside of Sweden has given away to trees all gnarled and spooky. The Berenstain Bears are climbing in one of them. And he's driving through this forest. <laughs> he didn't specify that it was a spooky cartoon forest and like the trees had eyes and they're like, come here, eat this apple. Just a normal forest. He's probably, he estimates, 20 to 30 kilometers from the nearest village. So quite a ways off. And while he's driving down this road, he sees a young girl. He's he's coming down this straight path and he's seeing this girl walk on the edge of the forest like she's just exiting this super dense forest And he goes, I would assume she was about six to seven years old, and she had on her winter clothes. He said it was like 70 degrees out that day. He wouldn't be wearing such heavy clothes, but he goes, she was wearing this wintry clothes outfit, and she was pink from head to toe. He said that she looked like she was innocent. She looked like the stereotypical young girl, right? Which if you saw her, you know, outside of a daycare center or an elementary school or something like that, you want to think twice about it. But driving through this forest in the middle of nowhere, she definitely sticks out. He says that she's maybe, at this point now, she walks out of the forest and she's standing maybe a foot from the road. And he's just driving and he's looking at her and she doesn't seem to be really reacting to his presence right now. He's looking at her. And she looks back. She's kind of staring at Ampus as he's driving his car. And then she just turns away and looks back into the forest. Ampus Allen slightly swerves his car to give her some room. Because he doesn't know what's going to happen, right? Is she going to bolt in front of the car? He's thinking logically at this point because he's in the moment. But he sees this girl so close to the road and she's so young. He gives her a little bit of room and he kind of sways around her. But she doesn't step onto the road. She's continuing to look off into the forest. After he passes her, he slows down. But he's continuing to drive down the road. And the whole time, he's kind of looking at her in the rearview mirror. And she's just standing there motionlessly, staring off into the distance. Until finally, he travels so far, he can no longer see her. She doesn't vanish. She doesn't just cuddle up a tree. She doesn't appear in his backseat covered in blood. He just can't see her anymore because he's traveled so far. That happened to him, and he was trying to process it, and he's thinking rationally. He's going, maybe there was an adult that I didn't see, but I should have. Like The area around us was so empty, except for the trees. I didn't see any other cars coming to pick her up. I didn't see any adult walking out of the forest to get her. I don't know what she was doing there, but he's still thinking logically now. One of his friends is another Patreon supporter of the show, Stefan. I think he was just the pilot not too long ago, a couple episodes ago, Stefan Walnerstrom. He goes, so Emma's <laughs> is telling Stefan this story. They're probably eating like Swedish meatballs, watching Donald Duck. And Stefan goes, whoa, 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 wait, wait, dude, you saw a ghost. It wasn't some just random little girl walking around. It was a ghost. So Amos Allen kind of thought about it, and then he made, he made sweet love to his trophy again, declare his mind, and then he goes, you know what, Stefan, you're probably right. I'm going to send that story to Jason. Let's see what he thinks of it. This is a really interesting story because it is so... I believe it. I believe that this actually happened. I've interacted with both of these guys several times over the course of the show. They're both really good guys. I believe that the factual event happened. The question is, was it a ghost or was it a real girl? Neither are super comforting, right? Like, if we can prove it's a ghost, then that's that's creepy. Little girl ghosts are the creepiest. If it was like a little boy with his Oshkosh-Bagosh overalls, and he's like, I burned in a fire back in 1939. Like, yeah, that's de- <laughs> super depressing, right? But a little boy ghost isn't scary. And it's funny, now that I'm saying that, one of the worst ghost encounters I ever had was a little boy ghost. And he followed me around for a while. So let me put an asterisk on there. A little boy ghost can be scary, but they have to work harder at it. Little girls, little girls are just they're just creepy. Anyways, because you see them so much in horror movies, so the idea of a little girl ghost is even creepier. I think, and I think that's a social thing. I don't think there's probably anything intrinsically behind that. I think it's because they're so commonly used in horror movies, from Nightmare on Elm Street to The Ring. But so you have that. If it's a ghost, it's creepy to think that there's this lost spirit of this six- to seven-year-old girl just standing off into the middle of the woods. And then you start to think, like, is it not a ghost? Is it some sort of skinwalker, some sort of cryptid that every so often someone does stop to see if she's okay? And (laughs) Amethyst apparently is a huge jerk, and he sees this little girl in the middle of the woods, and he's like, ah, she's a monster, and he he just drives away, right? That could be that. Now, the third alternative, which is the most likely... Is that it was a little girl? It was a, it was a little lost girl. It was a little lost girl who probably wandered off from her campsite. At best, right? The worst thing would be like someone had kidnapped her. I can't someone's gonna feel really bad about this after this story. But what if someone kidnapped her and she had escaped? And she gets to the road, but you also are constant. Like at that age, you know not to talk to strangers. And at what point? Would you trust this stranger if you had just been kidnapped by this other stranger? So she may not have made any moves. And there's... Uh, you know that. She could be lost. She could have been looking for help. and just drove by. But because she's so young, she's not asking for help. Because he's still a stranger and doesn't want to talk to strangers. Stuff like that. I have a theory. And I don't know how I came across this. But I have a theory that sometimes people who are kidnapped get let go... To show that they can't, to show that there's no help for them. It's really, really weird. And I can't point to anything in the literature I've ever seen. It's just a hunch I have. And th- this is a true story that happened to me. I used to work at this big retail store, and they have a track. Most retail stores have this where you can just walk around the entire store, it's like a big square. And one day I'm sitting there working at the store with my buddies, and I see this girl. She had to have been maybe 12, 13 years old um walk she's she's walking the track of the store i see her from far off in the distance like i see her at one of the corners and i'm at the opposite corner of this square and she's wearing like 5 inch heels and skin tight she's she's dressed like a prostitute she's dressed like a prostitute She's dressed like how you would take a kid and, and try to make them a, a, almost like a mimicry of what a woman looks like. Whenever you have girls under the age of like 25 try to dress sexy, it always looks off. It's almost like this weird uncanny valley effect. Like, sure, you can you can act like a sexy woman. You can walk like a sexy woman. You can put on the same makeup as a sexy woman. But women under 25, they it's, it's like a mimic. It's like a skinwalker. There's something weird about it. Now, when you're younger, you don't notice it. When you're 20 and 18, stuff like that, those are like, oh, dude, these chicks are super hot. But as you get older, it does look weird. I'm standing there, and I see this young girl. Early teens, right? 12, 13, 14 years old. She's just like a prostitute. And she's walking through the store, and she is walking as if someone hypnotized her. She's walking like a robot. She, her walking is so mechanical... That she's walking through the store and no one else is engaging with her, no one else is noticing her. And I'm sitting there talking to my buddies, we're quote unquote working. Salespeople never really work, we just chat about video games and movies. And she's walking and she walks past me, and I get the weirdest feeling from her the weirdest feeling. And I, sh- to this day, this happened years ago, to this day, I wish I had said something. So, like, do you need help? Is everything okay? Because even back then, I had this conspiracy theory that sometimes when you kidnap someone, you let them go to show, you, not right away, <laughs> like the first day, but after like a year or whatever, you say, listen, the world hates you. Like, we can let you go right now. The world isn't even looking for you anymore. You Go. And you take them out and you give them a sense of freedom. And then you go, see, no one's even looking for you anymore. Did anyone even talk to you? Did anyone see you and think you were in distress? No, because you were meant to be here. You were meant to be the sex trafficking victim or whatever. It's like a psychological game, psychological trick. And I had thought that conspiracy theory for years. And I see this girl walking and, and my mind's thinking, this is it. This is the conspiracy theory that I thought. She looks like she, if anyone was an MK Ultra victim, it was this girl. Like there was she had these big sunglasses on, you couldn't see her eyes. She walked with the same pace. She wasn't looking side to side anything. She will face straight ahead, walking. She walks to the corner of the square, starts walking out of the square. And I tell my boys, I was like, dude, that was super weird. I gotta see what's up. And I'm walking through the store. I'm like, you know, behind I'm right behind her. I'm not scrambling on the roof like some shadow person. I'm walking, you know, a good 20, 30 feet, and she's still the whole time, face straight ahead, not looking at anything. And she walks out the door. She didn't buy anything. She walks out the door of the store, and I just kind of walk out as well. I'm kind of standing there, and I watch her walk all the way to the end of the parking lot. There's like a white, nice car, like a Lexus or something like that. And out of it is two older men get out of the car, you know, probably probably my age now, because that have story happened a long time ago, probably in their 40s. She walked up to them and they talked for a bit. And I'm just kind of standing outside of the store watching them and they kind of talk for a bit. They talk for a bit, and then she gets in the back seat and they drive away. So I always thought that there was some sort of test. Like, sure, you want to leave, you think, you go, you can walk away, but you'll see that no one cares. And I should have said something. I mean, just from a customer service perspective, I should have said, do you need help finding anything? You know, I could have at least done my job. But I always thought that could have been that situation. It was weird no matter what. I don't know if they were testing out their new robot or she was MKUltra or what. Like, who knows? It could have been some assassin training where the first person who walks up to you and says a word, you got to stab him in the neck with your blade. Who knows what it was? It was not normal by any means. The little girl dressed like that was super creepy. Her mannerisms were super creepy. What she was doing there was super bizarre. And then the ending, where she's like, like basically getting debriefed, watching this conversation, they get all in this car and drive away. Super bizarre. But, anyways. <laughs> Miss Allen, you may have come across something like that. Could have been a ghost. They're both unsettling stories. They, and so thank you so much for sharing it. I definitely think it was a memorable encounter. And also good luck on your future athletic endeavors. Zeech, I'm going to go ahead and touch the oars for the Dead Rabbit Robo. We are leaving behind Sweden. We are headed all the way out to Hollywood. Splish, splash splish splash manning those oars getting a good upper body workout as we sail all the way from sweden to hollywood this is a personal conspiracy theory of mine that i've had it's not it's one of those conspiracy theories which is kind of my favorite they don't it doesn't affect your life and i think i've talked about this several times in the show so i'm not going to spend a ton of time on it but we always focus on the giant world changing conspiracy theories that may or may not be true even there's very very distracting lizard people running the british government or all governments Things like that. We're always focused on that stuff. It's the little conspiracy theories that, one, are far more likely to exist and really far more likely to prove. And you can start kind of putting together a mosaic and say, oh, if all this stuff's true, then maybe this other stuff is. But I've said this before on the podcast and I've said it personally. I believe that a lot of Hollywood actors use steroids. I believe that when you see these guys being like, this guy put on 30 pounds of muscle to play this movie character. Anyone who's ever, anyone who's ever picked up a weight knows how hard it is to put on 30 pounds of muscle. Now there is, we covered it a long time ago on the show. I'll put it in the show notes. There's this really cool exercise technique. I forgot the name of it. It's actually in the Physical Fitness Conspiracy Theory Iceberg. It's like reverse, reverse lifting weights. (laughs) You don't lift weights at all. You get super buff. They built these machines. That if you use them, you put on muscles incredibly quickly. I'll put that episode in the show notes. It was really cool to talk about. But for, you know, all these superheroes, right? They got to be shredded. They have to be shredded to do these roles. The guy who played Vision, or Jarvis. Originally, he was just a voiceover actor. And they go, hey... How good is your workout routine? And he's this true story. He goes, what? They go, we want to start having vision in the movies and we want you to be vision. But vision has to be super cut like our CGI technology. It might be able to de-age you. It might be able to turn you into a flying green dude, but it can't get rid of your belly. So he had to go on a super strict diet to get abs to play the vision. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany was that guy. So you have this expert. You have this expectation to be physically fit, and the studio needs the movie done. This isn't something that they can be like, "Oh no, just give me a couple more months to put on this." No, the studio is like, "The movie's getting shot now. We cast you. Who's your drug dealer? We know that you have one. Can he get you human growth hormone?" And this was always my conspiracy theory. And again, it's not something that's world shattering. However. I find it very interesting that the actors who portray these beacons of humanity, most of them are doing human growth hormones. And this is something that I've always believed because the first time you hear about an actor putting on 20, 30 pounds of solid muscle to play a role, you're like, whoa, what a commitment. After the fifth fifth dude comes out and does that over the course of a franchise and all these movies have these super... That's when you start to go, these guys have to be juicing. Well, I was watching Joe Rogan the other day. I was watching an old clip of Joe Rogan. He was talking to a guy named Kyle Dunnigan. I was watching Kyle Dunnigan's Bill Maher impression. That's how I got led to this. And I guess Kyle Dunnigan was on Reno 911. I never watched that show, but I was watching his Bill Maher impression. And they're laughing and stuff like that. And then they start talking. (laughs) It's a really really good Bill Maher impression. Then Joe Rogan goes, Hey, you remember that thing with uh, Sam Harris and Bill Maher and uh, Ben Affleck got in a fight on the set of uh, Real Time with Bill Maher? And it was on October 6, 2014. It's a pretty viral video. It's very interesting to watch. Sam Harris is talking about extremism in Islam and how many people in the Islamic religion are actually extremists. And and Bill Maher is like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that stuff. And Ben Affleck starts flipping out. He starts calling him racist. I can't believe what you're saying. I can't believe I'm even part of this conversation. What, What is going on? And Sam Harris and Bill Maher are trying to debate him, and he's not having anything of it. Now, it looks like a man who's extremely passionate about the issue, but Joe Rogan has a different theory about this. He goes, I think this is fascinating because you have to be really careful making allegations and stuff like that. Joe Rogan, the number one podcast in the world, goes, I think Ben Affleck was on steroids. I think that's why he flipped out. I go, if you look at him, his neck is red. He looks like swollen. He looks like he has a bunch. And he was doing the Batman movie at the time. Joe Rogan goes, listen, when you're in your 40s, if you're going to put on that type of muscle, you got to get the human growth hormones. I'm almost certain he was roided up during that interview, and that's why he snapped. I don't know about that. Ben Affleck did seem very passionate about the issue, but it does confirm, because Joe Rogan would know this, right? Joe Rogan would know about the secret celebrity subculture of doing steroids, because he he has a foot in both worlds. He's really into physical fitness, and he's in Hollywood. He would hear these stories. I I thought it'd be harder to find information on this. I immediately, when I really started looking into this, I found an article in The Hollywood Reporter written by Tatiana Siegel, and they quoted a Hollywood trainer named Happy Hill. And he said, I believe 20% of all actors do human growth hormones. and it's so Or performance-enhancing drugs, which would basically just be anabolic steroids. It's really interesting because we've reached a point where the men have to have the perfect bodies as well especially if they're doing any sort of action movies but the fact like Tom Cruise is taking his shirt off Chris Pratt is taking his shirt off Ryan Reynolds is taking his shirt off like these are constantly happening they have the audience has expectations these people cannot age they cannot get flabby unless it's in the service of the story like Thor in Endgame they have to be fit they have to be super super fit to have these roles and it's been Botox and facial fillers and butt implants and all this stuff for so long for women now we're seeing human growth hormones for men the difference is human growth hormones and steroids are former damaging on the human body over time which here's the thing my personal theory on steroids if you want to do them you should do them i actually am not shaming any of these guys for doing the steroids that's my attitude towards it i think that's something that if you're it's no different than getting your body completely done up in tattoos and tattooing your eyeballs or having a bunch of piercings i mean it looks weird it looks super weird right but if you want, if you want to be a muscle-bound freak, who? Do, why do I care? You're not playing sports. That's the thing. You're not playing sports. You want to, you want to play the Hulk actual size. You want to be 13 feet tall with giant teeth. Go. I don't care. <laughs> Save them money on CGI. It doesn't affect me at all. But it. Could you imagine if it came out that half of the Marvel film roster was on steroids? That would be insane. That would be. It would be a huge controversy because these. Characters are supposed to be heroes. And actually, I said 50%. I, we could probably say 20% of them are. Because this guy did, right? 20% of all the heroes that you know and love probably do some sort of steroid or human growth hormone. So a conspiracy theory that I really didn't have any backing for it was just a hunch. Turns out that it's probably closer to the truth. Joe Rogan himself goes, yeah. The reason why Ben Affleck was super mad was because he was on steroids. And again, I I think he was super mad because he was passionate about the issue. But, like, if that's what you want to do with your body, it it might blow your liver out. But, I mean, there are people doing far worse drugs in Hollywood. There's people just doing far worse things in Hollywood. You want to do steroids or human growth hormones. So you can play Thanos. He's actually all purple because his liver failed. James Rowland's like, ah. You know, that's on you. That's on you. But actually, I guess I'm thinking about this now. Or is it on the studio? Like if this was your fur if you were Chris Pratt, who was on a sitcom for a couple of years, and then he wins the part to be Star Lord. I'm not saying this happened, but then Disney comes to him, <laughs> Mickey Mouse comes in with a giant syringe, and you're this is the deal with the devil, right? That we always talk about with Illuminati type stuff. It Doesn't have to be an actual devil if you're on the cusp of having th- this. Made him right before this, he was just a sitcom actor. When he was given the role of Star Lord. And Disney goes, listen, you can have this and it will make your career, but you need to start using human growth hormones. Would you do that? The deal with the devil isn't always a literal devil. It doesn't involve grimoires or shadows coming out of pentagrams. Sometimes it's just a company saying that thing that you never thought you would do, that you thought was kind of a cheat. You have to do that to be in our movies. That's the type of deal with the devil that people face every single day. Not the, not the movie thing, not the movie thing, but just work in general. You may be forced with a, to make a decision that you just don't want to do. And you do it because that's the road to success. Like any good deal with the devil. Zech, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carbonercopter. Copter. We are leaving behind Hollywood. We're leaving behind these roided freaks. They're chasing after us, they're merging into a mound of muscles reaching up for the Carbonercopter. Copter. Get us out of here, Zech. We are headed all the way out to illinois in illinois there's a small antique shop the doorbell rings as two people walk inside a daughter and her mother this was posted online by a user called viking we're gonna go ahead and call her kate that's just a guess if that's her real name it's just a guess and this is not an unnamed town in Illinois. Kate is with her mother, and they're antique shopping. And they find two cool little treasures. One is an old clock. The other is an old... Because it's an antique store, right? You're not going to get the best stuff. It's an old 1930s Art Deco radio. That's jazzy in the jazz, the big brass band, and then coming up next, it's more of that. It's more of that super annoying music. <laughs> 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 I'm assuming it played normal music. I'm sure if they played it in, it would play Bruno Mars. It's not a haunted radio, or is it actually? Maybe I'm jumping the gun, but let's assume. Let's assume you can get all the hits from the '90s and today on this. They buy this 1930s Art Deco radio and this old clock. They toss them in the car, and they're driving out to visit a lake. This is a mom-daughter day, right? They're driving out to visit this lake that's on the way home. They leave their antiques in the car, and they get out, and they're just kind of sitting there enjoying the beauty of nature. And then a storm rolls in. A huge storm, by the way. This story does not say when it took place. It may or may not be Hurricane Ida that recently ravaged the state. But, so they get up. You know, you can't stay at a lake when it's storming outside. They get up and they both turn around and they see their parked car there. And sitting in the driver's seat is a shadow man. Now, it doesn't state exactly what time of day this is, but I gather, at best, late afternoon. Enough that, <laughs> enough that a shadow would be visible in your car. If it's too dark out, you can't really see anything. But they see this shadow man sitting in the car, the driver's side. And then, it reaches its arm out the driver's side window, and it's holding... <laughs> this story is just so bizarre. The story, this is one of the stories, it's short... But I don't even know where I would classify it. Shadow Man in a car. That's interesting already. Shadow Man in the driver's side of the car. like, Because that's your route of escape. That really is terrifying. Shadow Man's on the driver's side of the car. The Shadow Man reaches his arm out the car window. And he's holding, he's holding a shadow. He, it's, there's no product placement. <laughs> there's no product placement here. It's the shadowy outline of an air horn. You know those cans of canned horn air? It's holding out a perfect black silhouette of a can of air, air horn. And they're watching this shadow man stick out his arm with this can of air. And he goes, he starts honking the air horn. And they're looking at this thing. Kate starts running towards the car. And then when she gets to the car, it's empty and her mom saw it too and her mom heard it too she saw the shadow man hold the air can and she heard it the blast of the canned air uh, that's absurd that's abs- that's absolutely absurd she goes on to finish the post saying it could be the radio or the antiques have something attached to it. And she was going to monitor the items for a couple of days to see what it could be. But this is one of those cases. We talk a lot about ghosts. What are ghosts, right? That's kind of paranormal activity 101. What is a ghost? And is it someone left with an unfinished deed? Is it someone who doesn't know that they're dead? They haven't passed over? Is it a demon? disguising itself as a benign family member or a loved one or something like that i don't think this is so bizarre right like who's like oh man they're dying they're like oh i i really wanted to i really wanted to honk an air horn in louisiana they're like grandpa what do you are you going insane you have dementia he's like he dies at the same time they're listening to really bad brassy music on the radio and that was skip skipper and the great brass band coming up more irritating nonsense. And then he got sucked. <laughs> he got sucked into the radio, and he's the leader of the brass band. He's like, "Oh, this is a fate worse than death." But then someone buys the radio, and then he's they take him to Louisiana, and I like it doesn't make why is a ghost honking an arrow. Actually, there's so okay. Why is a ghost honking an air horn too? Where did he get it? Why <laughs> is that something that shadow men have access to? We've seen shadow men. The ones I've seen look like just the shadows of people. Then there's shadow men that have the big black hats like the cowboy hats and the trench coats as well the fashionable shadow people. Maybe they have items like canes but an air horn. It seems so out of the it's not a paranormal it would be one thing if it was holding like a crystal ball or holding a deck of tarot cards. I mean because that would make sense, right? It's paranormal event with a paranormal tool. If they had a dowsing rod and you saw like a shadow man but see, even, the, even that's stupid because the shadow people we've, have never had hobbies, right? They've never done anything. You just kind of stand around or, or poke their heads from around couches or stand at the end of long hallways. Just creepy stuff, right? They're never celebrating. We've never seen one with a kazoo. And this one has an air horn. And it's audible. Like, they hear it. It's, it would be one thing. If you didn't hear the air horn blast, you may not even make out what they were holding in their hand. But the unmistakable sound of an air horn with that weird trumpet shape, they knew what it was. And this might be one of the most puzzling ghost stories we've covered in a long time. We cover stories about Revolutionary War soldiers getting lost in their decayed carcasses still continuing to wander the wilderness. That makes sense, right? These two (laughs) two dunderheads lost the British the war. And so it makes sense that they had these tortured souls walking through wilderness. What did this guy do to get an air horn? (laughs) It actually sounds like an improvement, right? You can either carry the chains of the damned with you wherever you go, or you just carry around an air horn. And it'll be interesting. There's this one tweet going around, or this one meme I saw, and it said, I'm tired of seeing ghosts do spooky nursery rhymes just like Victorians. When are we going to see a ghost of a kid throwing his Nintendo controller across the room because he can't beat Mario? And that's interesting because we don't see that. I mean, it's a joke, but it's 100% true. We see old ghosts. We don't see caveman ghosts. We don't see Egyptian ghosts. A Victorian era is where it seems to start. So we think there's some sort of die-off, no pun intended. We think like the older the ghost, the less power it has. You just can't see it anymore. But there also seems to be a ceiling to that. How come we don't see the boy playing with a fidget spinner when you walk into your bathroom in the middle of the night? You might see a little ghost boy standing in your bathroom, his eyeless sockets staring at you. But will he have a Beyblade, right? Will he have any of the toys? You would assume that ghost was so much older because it doesn't have a collection of Pokemon cards. So this is interesting. We're not seeing the technological march of death. And that's really interesting. We're not seeing an advancement of technology along with the ghost. Because there, where are all the ghosts of sports fans constantly interfering with games? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Where is this stuff? It's always old timey ghosts, but not too old timey ghosts. So the fact that we have a shadow man using a fairly modern invention, an air horn, and it being audible is just bizarre. And that was that's all it wanted to do. Was it attached to the clock? Was it attached to the radio? How did it get an air horn? All of this stuff is the the, the question of whether or not the clock of the radio is haunted is mundane really this story would have been mundane if the guy was just if the shadow person was just sitting in the car and then disappeared i wouldn't have even covered it it's so if it happened to you it would be the most terrifying event of your life but it's not dead rabbit radio interesting the fact that it started using an air horn a this device a prop and it was out of space and time just like the shadow man it was nothing but a silhouette Nuts. Insane. This is one of the weirdest ghost stories we've covered in a long time. And it just opens a whole host of questions. When will ghosts catch up to modern times? When will we start seeing ghosts do things that we did as kids? Sure, we took baths and stood in hallways and tried to walk out of the forest and wave down, rescue, but he just kept on driving. Sure, that we may have done that stuff as well, but we spent most of our lives playing video games, reading comic books. I guess I'm speaking for everyone, but we spend a lot of our life doing these things and we're not seeing ghosts do these things. So why is that? It's just one more wrinkle to the mystery of the paranormal. One more puzzle we have to solve. But that's what makes this stuff so exciting. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. Glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.